Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. The Kidley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, but Kidley Wright. DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. Uh, still moving. An update there. Uh, not not fun at all. Really not fun at all. I'm like uh, I'm bleeding from another place on my leg now. Bleeding from only two of my fingers. Had to had to double check. There was one where I wasn't sure. Just a uh, just a really 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 awful week of moving. Um, really awful. Um, but here's a fun thing that happened. I also went and got my hair cut. And as I was over there at the barbershop, gave my hair cut, who is in the chair, but our good friend, Terrence Lang, the defensive end. Why do I say things like that? You know who Terrence Lang is. Um, so that was cool. His, uh, his cousin was getting his hair cut after that performance. So I had a chance to catch up with him. Not like too many like football takeaways because nobody wants to be just like bombarded with an interview as they're getting their hair cut. Um, but I can say that he looks real big. Um, he, he looks or he, he says he's getting faster. Um, and uh, anything else come up? I don't know. He's excited to go see his family in Vegas. He hasn't seen them in a while. So cool seeing Terrence catching up with him a little bit again, though. We didn't really talk about anything that belongs on this podcast. Um, any more fun little life updates? Uh, oh, we have a we have a schedule, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Is uh, isn't that crazy? I said life updates, and the Pac-12 releasing the 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 game times for the first three weeks of the season. That that in my world qualifies as a life update. Um, but yeah, that that has kind of helped me along today. Um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, we're going to start by talking about some buffs things. Um, I'm not going to lie. You know, when, when you hear like the times are coming out for the football games, you're like, okay, cool. Eh, it, yeah, cool, but not really something that's all that important. But then there is one little detail that we're going to get to um, that I saw and really, really disappointed me. So that's going to be the plan. We're going to start off here by talking about uh, the, the three times we got for the Buffs games. And then after that, we'll jump over and talk about uh, some of the other big Pac-12 takeaways, including like we knew when these games are going to be played. What a dumb way to say that. We knew what day the games are going to be played. We didn't know like what time they were going to be played. Um, so... We knew that this week two was going to be a massive week for the Big 12. Pac-12 
Sorry, this is next week, I promise. This podcast is going to be the best podcast you've ever heard. You better be excited. Um, this week, though, I'm going to keep mixing my words up and stumbling and losing my train of thought because, again, moving, nobody tells you how bad moving is. No, Nobody. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, I had to move last week. Like, wasn't fun. And you're just like, okay, yeah, sounds not fun. I was, I was off doing this, and you just kind of move on. It is really awful. Like, again, like, just bruises everywhere just finding blood places because boxes aren't even that sharp i don't know um we're talking football though first we're going to talk about uh oh the colorado xos the presenting sponsor of this podcast uh that's a rugby team here in colorado as you could probably guess by uh the the name the colorado xos um they play in Glendale. They share a facility with the U.S. national team. They're taking athletes who played other sports, teaching them how to play rugby with the hopes of getting them onto that national team. It's cool stuff. Uh, you can follow along with the DMVR Rugby podcast, the DMVR Rugby Twitter account, or with DMVR Rugby, sorry, or the written content, the DMVRRugby.com, or the DMVR.com. Whew. This is going to be a long one. Um... <laughs> so the three buffs times though the three buffs times that's her off um week one of course they're going to be playing northern colorado and northern colorado is uh th that game going to be played at 7 7 p.m mountain time uh honestly i don't have many thoughts about that in particular um i, I just uh i mean when you hear Friday night game, you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to start like 7 or 9, some somewhere in there. If it's 9, then that'd probably be a little bit late. You know, if it's like 6, then you're like, oh, wow, people are going to have to rush to get back from work to the stadium. I don't know. But, yeah, if you're scheduling a Friday night game for 7 o'clock, I honestly have literally nothing to say about that. Um, actually, that's not true. I will also just repeat something I've said before. That game is going to be a lot of fun. You know, Folsom Field, that's going to be a party. That's going to be an absolute party. Obviously, like, we don't know for sure that there are going to be fans in the stands. I'd have to imagine that that place is going to be packed. Again, pandemics, diseases, very unpredictably. Unpredictable. Uh, it's, like, notoriously unpredictable, honestly. Um, but at the same time, like, knowing what we know, seeing the trends that we're doing trends, like, as long as people just kind of keep getting vaccinated... We'll be good to go with a full house there unless, like, I don't know, Boulder County has some point to prove. Because, I mean, again, like, honestly, that is the one thing I'm worried about. If, we're, if I'm just being totally frank, the only thing that concerns me about having a, a full capacity thing or, like, not being able to, the only reason I think that that wouldn't happen is that Boulder County just does something, something crazy. Because, again, the we've had these conversations before it's on the table um yeah though like that game it's gonna be packed i mean especially because you know it's not like a rivalry colorado northern colorado but there's going to be some feelings there for sure like it's an in-state team that means a lot of these guys know each other um you know there's actually i've heard uh from a couple people actually that there's a behind the scenes you know, like there's there's a lot of Cherry Creek guys who are at CU 
there's a lot of Valor guys who are at Northern Colorado. And that was obviously like a big rivalry. It still is a big rivalry in high school football. And I've heard that, that that's kind of sort of the motivation, at least on the buff side going forward. Um, so, you know, some, some, some more heightened tensions there down on the field as well. Uh, in terms of like just pure talent or coaching and all that kind of stuff, yeah, it should be uh, it should be sixty something to single digits, but we'll see. I wonder. Here's here's a fun game. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up real quick. So again, I come from the University of Montana, and uh, that's a Big Sky team, also in the Big Sky Conference, Northern Colorado. Um, because of the way scheduling works, you don't play everybody every year. I'm, I'm struggling to remember. The Grizz playing UNC, I mean, obviously not last year because they didn't even play last year, really. Um, but the year before, let's see, did they play? Uh, no, they didn't play in 2019. What about 2018? Just curious because this should be like a decent benchmark. Um, didn't play 2018 either. No wonder I didn't remember. Okay, now I don't feel so bad about forgetting that game. Um Last time they played, last time they played, November 11th, 2017, at Washington Grizzly Stadium in Missoula, Montana. The Grizz won 44-14. So there you go. If my Montana Grizzlies are beating Northern Colorado 44-14, 60 to single digits, honestly, like, not, not too much of a stretch. Because you're skipping a whole level there. Like, the Grizz below... Like, group of five football, that's, like, the next up. And then from there, you go to power five football. And so, you know, if you go up those two levels, that, that should be that sort of game. Never know, though. Can't overlook them. Actually, that's not true. We can overlook them. It's just, like, the team and the coaches and all them who can't be overlooking them. We can do whatever we want, and that includes uh, looking ahead to that Texas A&M game. And that's one that I think we're going to be spending a lot more time thinking about, a lot more time talking about. And now we know... That game is going to be played at 1.30 p.m. on Fox. So I know that was kind of like a good build up there. Real quick, I realized that I forgot. The uh, Northern Colorado game, that's going to be on Pac-12 Network. Honestly, not a surprise. Maybe you hope that you get picked up nationally. If you had those hopes, you might have been just a little bit delusional, though. Um, no offense. Uh, but the, yeah, Texas A&M, that game is going to be 1.30 p.m. on Fox. We knew it would be on national TV. Like, that's just... That's just what's going to, to happen when you have an opponent like that. Um, again, the game is being played in Denver. I, I think that's a good game time. You know, it would be fun to play it under the lights. To me, though, like, college football is, is a, is a during-the-day game, you know? Like, like, you're supposed to wake up. You're supposed to be tailgating in the morning. I think that's what it is. You're supposed to be, like, groggy as you like wander over and then you like build that energy up and then all of a sudden at the game and then you have time after the game to take a quick nap and then go do whatever you do after the game uh to me this 130 game th those parking lots at, at oh empower empower stadium i can never remember the name of that stadium um those parking lots starting probably really early are going to be popping um i'm excited I'm going to be out there for sure. Uh, here's a little behind the scenes thing. So I had a, I, I can't remember if I've ever said this before, um, but I had a, a, a really good friend who I covered um, 
Montana with and she at the like I was a student at the time she was like a professional there's there's only one person this could be I just realized like a she covering that team professionally anybody who knows knows but uh she taught me that when you go to uh the tailgates first of all she like show me how to go to like all the parents tailgates meet all them you know it's it's a it's it's good to know those people um but also she said you can you can have two shots before the game two shots and that's enough to be able to like play it off but then also to definitely be sober for like the second half and for all that kind of stuff um so that's a that's a rule that i personally live by um it's gonna be tough though that that texas a&m game if i'm being honest because like the thing is I, I there's going to be a lot of shots everywhere and beers everywhere and hopefully we'll get some cool dnvr representation out there for all of this but it's like if you get out there at 9 a.m and somebody's like here come take the shot then you have to be like okay i i do want this and and this would this would be fun and all that but now there's only one more you know and do i really want to just waste my first one there so that's that's the game i'm going to be playing out in those parking lots um you guys get to have a lot more fun or if you don't participate in that fun i'm sure that there will be plenty of other kinds of fun like grilling and Dude, tailgate sounds so good right now. Tailgate sounds so good right now. I'm really hoping that for Broncos games, we have like some sort of tailgate um, because that's where I get to uh, not be like belligerent, but have have a little bit of fun, especially after because that's like the end of the work week um, after the football games on Saturday. But yeah, uh, any more thoughts on this game? I mean, it's cool. It's on Fox. You know, you didn't, I don't think we knew it'd be like ESPN or Fox or I mean, ESPN or Fox, I guess, because it wasn't going to be Pac-12 Network. Um, but, yeah, good to know a lot of people are going to be watching that. That 1.30 time slot on Fox, can't ask for much more than that. Is that I'm pretty sure that's what the, the last Nebraska game was, too, um, in 2019, um, was 1.30 on Fox. Um, rounding out these uh, three buffs times that we got yesterday, and this is the one I'm a little disappointed in. Uh, this is going to be the home game, the game at Folsom against Minnesota, 11 a.m. Pac-12 Network. Yikes! Uh, the Pac-12 Network that that part really, really, really sucks. That part sucks to me. Like I thought that this was, I mean, it wasn't the same kind of lock that Texas A&M was to uh, to to be um, like on. I mean, technically. The Pac-12 Network is a national broadcast. It's just like, you know. Um, but to actually be on like Fox, on ESPN, one of those, or even like ESPN2 where people can watch that easily, um, it's really disappointing to me that, that, that this game is going to be on Pac-12 Network. Obviously, like, I'm going to be at the game. Not going to matter to me. I know a lot of you are going to be at the game, um, and it's not really going to matter to you. Um it sucks that that this isn't going to be a game that people can just turn on casually if they're in, say, uh, Tennessee. There's a good state. We don't talk about Tennessee much on this podcast. But, yeah, uh, if you're just, like, somebody casually, like, college football fan in Tennessee and you're just like, okay, what's on the TV today? What are the four or five games I have to pick from right now? Maybe they wouldn't have picked this game anyway. Maybe they would have, and it would have been nice to at least give them the, the opportunity. Um, so, that, I mean, it is really, really disappointing. It is really 
really disappointing. In terms of that 11 a.m. kickoff, you know, it's that's a little bit early for my taste, especially because you know you, you go through like all the math because it's like okay, you want to be inside the stadium by like an hour, hour and a half before the game. Make sure you're watching warmups. I actually I don't know about that because now that I think about it, we might not be allowed down on the field still before the games. Um, which would be interesting. Um, if if that could actually be now that now that this has popped into my head, that could be how like Boulder County cracks down. You know, first of all, they could crack down by just saying no tailgates, which would be such a Boulder move to be like, yeah, we're gonna pack all of you together in in this stadium, but we're gonna cut all the the fun out of it because we're not gonna let you. I don't know. Just just taking guesses. I do think that this has to just be full capacity and everything back to normal. But again, we'll we'll see. Another way it could not be normal is they could uh, say like, ah, oh, we, we don't want people down the field. And that, I guess, would probably be like a Pac-12 decision. That wouldn't be a bolder decision. Um, they could say like, we we're, we're still want to limit the number of people on the field. Um, and again, a lot of that, a lot of that's going to come down to vaccinations. Um, and just like the vaccination rate, um, you know, because if there, I mean, <laughs> there have been people on the team, uh, we haven't talked about this, uh, but people on the team who've been, uh, you know, talking about the uh, vaccinations on Twitter, their thoughts. Um, I'm pretty sure, well, actually sparked at least one of them was, uh, I think Boulder's requiring that all students, not Boulder, I should, I should be more specific. CU is requiring that all students are vaccinated before they come back to campus. Uh, I, I believe that's true. Um, and that's why, uh, some people were upset on the football team. Um, and so they should be vaccinated. And I think that policy should be similar across the PAC 12, but yeah, I could see how the PAC 12 would be like, ah, no, we don't want anybody close because we, if there's an outbreak, then we can't keep going and we need to do everything we can to prevent outbreaks. But if they're just going to normal classes and stuff, which is my expectation, then I don't know why it'd be a problem. Also, these last three minutes have applied to like basically nobody who listens to this um, and only me. Um, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, though, we're going to talk about uh, the, the games that were chosen to not be on the Pac-12 network. Not, uh, not the Minnesota game against Colorado. What a terrible sentence I was put together. Um, let's, let's get these ads out of the way real quick before my brain just dies. Breckenridge Brewery, they make all sorts of incredible stuff. Uh, like I said yesterday, the uh, the blueberry lemonade seltzer and also the strawberry lemonade seltzer, they're just a die for. Those are the uh, those are the very best in my opinion. I'm a ooh. Here's what I'll say. I think the lemonade in general is just like a little bit more sour. If ooh, if I were like a food re reviewer, I'd be like, oh, they're they're more tart. Um, that's not how I talk though. Uh, but yeah, they're they're more sour. Um, and and if you're somebody who's like trying to drink a lot of them, then I would go for the uh, the like normal good company seltzers. Um, but if you're somebody who's like, ooh, we're going out on the river today. You know what sounds nice? A nice like uh, lemonade seltzer. That's that's where that's where I would be tempted um, to go for those lemonade ones. On top of that, they've got all sorts of great beers. Strawberry Sky, the best summer beer out there. We haven't said that since uh, last summer probably. But it's time to start hyping it up again because that really is the best summer beer you're going to find anywhere. It's not... 
for those of you who haven't tried it, there isn't like a whole lot of strawberry. It's just a tiny bit in the aftertaste. And I remember we went out to to like their headquarters down in uh, in Littleton. You should check out the farmhouse too. Um, it's great food. It's on that same campus. But the the people who brewed it, the brewers, uh, not the baseball team, uh, they uh, they were telling us all about like the different steps that they had to take. Um, and like all of the different things that they were looking for. And then the fact that like you can't really taste the strawberry, there's just enough in there so that like after you drink the beer, there's just like a little strawberry flavor in your mouth. That's uh that's good stuff. They 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 really put a lot of effort into it and it's a great beer. So many great beers. Um should check them all out. You if there you could see if there's any near you, which there probably are by using the Breckenridge Brewery beer locator which itself is located on the breckbrew.com website uh, so definitely make sure that you plan your summer around drinking breckenridge beers that's kind of what i do um also ooh, we haven't talked about these guys in a while green mountain dental the former presenting sponsor of this podcast now they uh now they uh get a spot in the ad break um i've told you all about them before uh they, they have uh it's like a family-owned dentist tree, dentistry. It's not a dentist is a person, you know? So family-owned dentist would mean basically slavery, really. Um, but yeah, family-owned dentistry, huge Colorado sports fans. Uh, it's a, a local business, obviously. You don't, like, obviously. Um, it, they're located in Lakewood, Green Mountain specifically, Um because it's called Green Mountain Dental. I'm saying some dumb stuff today. We got to keep this thing moving. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like 15 minutes away from downtown Denver. They're, they're the, uh, the best family-owned dentistry in the metro area. Again, huge Colorado sports fans. Allie had her wisdom teeth, teeth out there. Let me just start that over without using the word teeth. Um, Allie had her wisdom teeth taken out at Green Mountain Dental Group, um, there were some complications, not because of what they did, but as she went through all of like the, the, the steps with like, I can't remember what that's called. I used to know what that was called because people, it seemed like in high school, like every other week, somebody was saying like, I have blah, blah, blah. And the blah, blah, blah means like, what is, what is that word? I swear I haven't heard that in forever. Um, like cavity, not cavity. I have a, oh, okay, well, that's going to eat at me. Um, I got to stop thinking about it. Uh, but yeah, uh, despite having those things that are common in these procedures, which I'm sure all of you have heard about as well, um, you know, they, uh, dry socket, dry socket, that's what it is, dry socket, um, but yeah, but as she was going through all that stuff, uh, they were like super helpful. They uh, were checking up on her every couple days, making sure she had all the meds she needed, all that kind of stuff. Um, our sales director, Lindsay, she had her wisdom teeth out there too. Um, she had a different experience. Everything just went perfectly, which is crazy because everybody always says like you're supposed to get them like when you're in high school, maybe when you're in college. Allie probably waited too long. Me personally, I haven't gotten mine out. I've got three that are totally grown in one that's like halfway and I'm just like, uh, it's one of those things where 
I don't, you ever like you drive your car and you're parking and you're just like, okay, I'm like 90% sure I'm going to fit into this space. I'm like 90% of the way into this space. It's just this last little 10%. We're just going to, we're just going to power through because I know it's going to be just fine. We're not going to catch like that back corner of the other car. Um, it's basically that same vibe that I'm using with my, uh, my third, let's see, what is that? That's my upper right wisdom tooth, which is like, just, you've got, we've got less than a centimeter to go. Just, just come right in here. Don't screw anything up and... Based on my dental experience, everything will be golden for the next, like, 50 years or however long until I die. But, um, Lindsay, though, no dry socket, uh, she said it was literally the best dentist experience of her life. Um, they send you a personalized card, um... Let's see. The they called her personally. Um, let's 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 move along here. If you schedule a cleaning X-ray and exam, you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Tweet at us when you go there. Um, tag us and them when you go there, and show them how this community can support our biggest supporters. Um, they seriously treat you like family. They're a longtime DMVR partner, and they're only 15 minutes away from downtown Denver. So make sure you get out to Green Mountain Dental. Okay. Um, um, okay. I remember what we're doing. Uh, we're going to run through some of these games in particular. Actually, let's just start with September 18th. Which games are making the national broadcast instead of this Colorado game? So USC at Washington state. Um, this is actually two and a half hours later. It'll be, er, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's a it's a one thirty one thirty kickoff. Uh, that one's on Fox. So the way this all works is they like the networks decide which games they want when. So just because that is at a different time doesn't mean that couldn't have been Colorado instead. Um, yeah. So also games that were chosen. So CBS Sports. Um, it's actually CBS. Yeah, CBS Sports Network. That's what that N is. Um, Utah at San Diego State. Uh, that's a 5 p.m. kickoff. That was chosen ahead of Minnesota at Colorado. Also, Stanford at Vanderbilt will be on ESPNU. Also chosen in front of Minnesota at Colorado. Um, Arizona State at BYU. Straight up ESPN. Um, so that is also obviously chosen over that game. Um, as we run through it, like Arizona State at BYU, I get it. Arizona State, there's there's a lot of hype behind them right now. And I, I personally think for good reason. Um, Vanderbilt, sorry, BYU, oh my god. They just came off one of their best seasons ever. I, I don't, honestly, I don't expect much from them this year. Like, they're not going to be that same team. Um, but you understand why that was chosen. Um, Stanford at Vanderbilt? Again, if you just look one for one, Colorado better than Stanford, Minnesota better than Vanderbilt. So I think that would be one way to look at it. Also, though, the Stanford fan base versus the Colorado fan base, Vanderbilt fan base versus Minnesota, the fact that it's in the SEC, people like SEC football, they'll turn it on, you know. I think it's the wrong decision, but that was probably their thought process. Uh, Utah at San Diego State, I, I don't understand that one. Um, I mean, Utah's good, and the, the, the national perception of the Pac-12 is that Utah is better than Colorado. Again, well, I want to go see the games. I want to go see the games. You know, there was the prediction going around that Colorado go 2-10. Two two I can tell you, Terrence Lang has seen that prediction, does not agree with it. Um, 
San Diego State though, like, I just, I don't know. It, they every year everybody's like, wow, they're they're pretty good. Like maybe they they should be seen as like a, and it's like they're they're a good group of five team. They're they're going to get beat by most of the Pac-12 teams they play. I mean, Colorado beat them last year, and it wasn't all that hard. You know, there were some weird things that happened that made the game a little bit closer than you'd expect, but it was pretty obvious which team is better. I This is another one I think that the, the Pac-12 Big Ten matchup is just better than Utah at San Diego State. USC at Washington State, that's a tough one, honestly. U- USC obviously has a massive fan base. A lot of people watch. And a lot of a lot of people nationally will tune in because they see the name USC. Even though USC is not, in my opinion, as good as Colorado. If, if I were to make a bet, I'm not going to bet on Clay Helton to win more games than Carl Durrell this year. Plenty of time for those conversations, though. It's, it's interesting, though, because obviously that's a Pac-12 matchup. Um, and conference games are more important than non-conference games. The Minnesota-Colorado game is going to be more fun to watch than USC-Washington State. So I, do what you want there. I, I can't really complain. Um, running through some of this other stuff um, and, and kind of looking at this more from a from from like a CU perspective. And the CU perspective in all these non-conference games that they are not a part of is that you want Pac-12 teams to win. Like, you know... USC is hosting San Jose State in the first weekend of the season. I get that it would be a lot of fun to watch San Jose State beat USC. A lot of fun. And and that is not even doing how much fun it would be justice. But in the grand scheme of things, what's best for Colorado in, in all these rankings is to beat teams who beat good teams. Um, and from there beat teams who beat good teams, who also beat good teams, who who they themselves beat good teams, and you just keep falling that as far as you can. It's better for the Pac-12 and Colorado specifically if other Pac-12 teams win their non-conference games. Um, and so that's how we're going to be looking at this. Season starts, week zero. Hawaii at UCLA. Uh, that's going to be 130 they, all these times are written in Pacific time. The amount of time that it takes me to add one to the first number because of where my brain is, it's a little bit embarrassing. But yeah, uh, Hawaii at UCLA, week zero, 1.30 p.m. on ESPN. Gotta have it. <laughs> gotta, gotta have it if you're the Pac-12. If you start a season, especially week zero, because there's going to be, what, like five, six, seven games that are played that week, M- maybe not even that many. People are going to be watching this game People are going to be betting on this game. Like, again, it's, it's on just straight-up ESPN. You lose that game to Hawaii, the jokes are just going to... They're going to be everywhere. And I, I do think that UCLA will win. If this game was being played at Hawaii, I... Eh, but I do think UCLA, UCLA will win. And this is going to be a really... It, it, it's tough to say it's really important because it's a game UCLA should win. But... If they lose, ugh. Just running through uh, that the the next Thursday, the Thursday b- right before the week one Saturday, um, Weber State at Utah. Obviously, Utah needs to not blow that. Southern Utah at Arizona State, exact same thing. Like, can't be losing to FCS schools as a policy. Uh, speaking of which, that Friday night, Northern Colorado at Colorado for sure. Same same thing there. Then on Saturday, you at least start to see a, a couple more interesting games. A few, honestly. Um, Stanford at Kansas State. 
that's going to be a, a nice test. Um, that's going to be a nice test. You know, though, the Kansas State, that's a middling team in the Big 12. Stanford, at this point, middling team in the Pac-12. That's one that I don't know that's going to get as many eyes as some of the others. I mean, I could say it won't get as many eyes as some of the others. But how, where exactly it ranks, I'm not so sure. I do think it's going to be pretty low in terms of games that are actually interesting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of those swing games for the Pac-12. It's not when you say there's an easy winner, easy loser. Um, from there, you've got uh, Fresno State at Oregon. Again, obviously Oregon needs to win. San Jose State, USC, mentioned that they need to win. Oregon State, Purdue at Purdue, another national broadcast on FS1. That'll be kind of a fun one. Again, I think you have to take Purdue, but that those are the kinds of games that could start to change some things for the Pac-12. You know, if, if Oregon State puts forth the effort that they had against Oregon last year, they'll be just fine in that game. Um, from there, my Grizzlies play at Washington. We can just move on. We don't need to talk about that. Um, LSU at UCLA, that's a big one. And I think that that's one that UCLA... Again, if they lose to Hawaii, the, the, that week zero game, then everything changes. But LSU at this point, sure, they, they have big, strong guys and star, four stars and five stars and all that stuff. But the team that they put on the field last year wasn't good. The team UCLA put on the field last year, for the most part, was good. That'll be a fun one. Um, Nevada at California, whatever. Utah State at Washington State, whatever. Actually, actually, that might be one to watch for an upset. Um, but BYU versus Arizona. That's going to be a big one. That's actually going to be played in Las Vegas um, on ESPN, 8.30 Mountain Time kickoff. Quick math. Um, and like I said, BYU isn't the same team it was last year. Arizona might kind of be the team it was last year, which is a really, really, really bad team. But I new quarterback for BYU week one in Las Vegas. I don't know. We'll... We'll, we'll, we'll see. I think you, you probably lean BYU, but I mean, most people would say, yes, this is a game BYU wins. Me personally, I'm leaning BYU. I could be talked into Arizona and I'm, that might happen in, over the course of the next couple months. Um, so that's, that's, that's the first week. Uh, we're going to go through two more weeks of this because that's where we got times and TV stuff. Um, this week too, though, that's the big one. That's the big one for the PAC 12. Um, you've got Oregon at Ohio state, a 10 AM mountain time kickoff kind of crazy on Fox. That's actually going to be the game that leads up to the Texas A&M CU game. Um, obviously Oregon, Ohio state, Ohio state's probably going to come into that. Say, uh, nine point favorite would be my guess. Something right around there. Oregon pulls the upset again, narrative changer, uh, Texas A&M at Colorado, I think that that's probably more like 13, 14 points. Um, Narrative changer for sure if Colorado wins. Um, Cal at TCU. I think TCU is going to be favored. But that Cal team, I mean, people got really excited about it last year. They just need a little bit more pop on offense. Like, they, they need some explosion. And... If they can start to do that, I think that they have a good defense and maybe even could surprise some people this year just because they took that step back last year after taking a big step forward in a couple years before that. Um, Portland State, Washington State. 
Again, could be sneaky competitive. Uh, Washington at Michigan. ABC, 5.30 Mountain Time kickoff. That's uh, There's going to be eyes on that. And, I mean, that Michigan team has been bad. It's been bad. Washington, that defense, I don't know. They'll have a chance. That'll be a fun one. Um, San Diego State at Arizona. I, th- I think that's one. I, uh, good thing it's on Pac-12 Network. That's what I'll say. The the one of two games in that entire week of games, the other one being Portland State at Washington State, um, that, that will only be on Pac-12 Network instead of somewhere where uh, people see the games. Um, Utah at BYU on ESPN. Um, obviously very competitive. I, th- I think Utah wins. Uh, UNLV at Arizona State. Eh. Stanford at USC, a conference game. Conference games are always fun. David Shaw versus USC, that's going to be fun. That defense versus the explosive offense, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what Stanford has like the the horses to keep up, but we'll see. Um, and then Hawaii at Oregon State. The and see again, these are the ones that are just so scary. FS1, 9 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff. I'm scared. Um, and then from there, we talked about a lot of these games. Minnesota, Colorado, obviously. USC, Washington State, we talked about. Um, Idaho, Oregon State, nothing really to say there. Sacramento State, Cal, same thing. Arkansas State at Washington, same thing. Utah at San Diego State, we talked about a little bit. Utah needs to win. Stony Brook at Oregon, um, really nothing to talk about. Stanford at Vanderbilt, yeah. Northern Arizona, Arizona, ick, 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 ick. Not watching that. Not going to let myself watch that. Um, Arizona State at BYU. That is another fun one. These BYU games are going to be fun because that's a team that, like, uh, to me personally, I think they lost a lot of talent and they won't be able to make up for it, especially early in the season. Um, Tyson Algier, though, that that running back, I believe he's back. Um, what, the Dax Milne, the receiver's gone, but Gunnar Romney, the other receiver, not related to Mitt Romney, although there's plenty of reasons to think that they would be related. Um, he He's back, and he's good. So, I mean, we'll see what this BYU team is. Um, I'd guess that at the end of the season, they're outside the top 25. And I'd feel pretty confident saying that, yeah. Um, and then nightcap... Fresno State at UCLA, Pac-12 Network. A little, little scary. A little scary. A little scary. Chip Kelly in particular keeps it scary. Um, That's going to do it for today. I will uh, be back tomorrow with more to talk about.